Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shir. Bershos Avimari, I want to learn a Gemara. I want to learn a Gemara with the Chevra. One of the things, one of the many, many, many things that I've been zeichet to learn from my father, my Rebbe, is everything, everything awry. When we heard just now, Devrei Torah, everything awry from Shas, everything. Where's the Gemara? Where does it say a brain the Every machshava, every thought, every every idea that it, that it that it has its roots, that it has its roots in Shas. I would like to learn a Gemara that connects to a pasuk in this week's parsha in, in Akev, and study a Gemara. We've studied this Gemara before, but Ein Beis Medish Belichedish. I'd like to study this Gemara again that we've learned together in Yeshiva this year. The Masech that we learned. And, and I want to study a Gemara and the Masechta that we learned together on the, on, that's relevant to a Pasuk in this week's parsha. <coughs> so the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, Rev Huna Rev Yasvi. Rev Huna Rev were sitting. There's a, there's a man who appears, he pops up in Masechta's Gittin. Very appropriate. The Masechta's getting Geneva pops up, and Geneva passes by. These two Amiram, Rav Huna and Rav Chista, are sitting, and Geneva chant. Geneva Azul Geneva. This Geneva is coming by. So one says to the other between Rav Huna and Rav Chista, one of them says Geneva is coming by. There's a din. Badarta pnei they say, but talking about the diet of Nezak in the mitzvah the Raisa, to stand up when the Talmud Chacham walks into the room. Zekan Chachma, a person was kind of Chachma, as a mitzvah the Raisa, diet of And there's a chiyuv. One is obligated to stand up for a Talmud Chacham. So one said to the other, Nekimakame, let's stand up for him. Debar Orianu, he's a Talmud Chacham. He's a the bar orion. He's a ben tire. The word bar orion. Who is a ben tire? It's interesting that terminology. We call somebody that beautiful terminology. He's a ben tire. Somebody who is the, is created by the values of tire. He's a ben tire. So that's what they said. Let's stand up. The bar orion. Who he's a ben tire. Very much interests me that he didn't say stand up. He's a talmud chacham. It's interesting. He said Bar Or was a Talmud Chacham, but he specifically used the word the Bar Orianhu. It's very, very interesting. I suspect. Why didn't he say the normal Lushan is a Talmud Chacham? And you stand up for a Talmud Chacham. He used an interesting Lushan Bar Orian. I suspect that, that the Gemara knew he was discussing. Why do you even discuss? Let's stand up from to stand up. He knew there was, there was such a sugya, should we stand up? Does he properly represent Tyre? was a discussion. So he was addressing Bar Orion. I do think he represents Tyre properly. He was addressing, they both knew he was a Talmud Chacham. But there was some question to stand up. There was something about him that may be contradicted, that he didn't live up to. That was the Shailam. So Bar Orion like addressed the Tain the, the back. He said he does represent Omar Loi, the other one responds, Should we stand up for a divisive person? He's not a Bar Orion. They both agreed he's a Talmud Chacham. 
but he's not a bar or and he doesn't properly represent the Torah he learns because he's a palga, he's divisive. It's an amazing Gemara that Hagam, there's a mitzvah the Raisa to stand up for a Talmud Chacham, but somebody who's a Baal Palga, somebody who's divisive, you don't stand up for. That defies the rules of standing up for a Talmud Chacham, somebody's divisive. I'd like to talk about that. I want to talk about something that, that Avi Mairi taught me my whole life, something that I learned from my parents. Mamish, Mamish, that, that's, that's the, to me is the aside of this Gemara that I'd like to share with the Chevron, something that I've learned from my parents my whole life. I'd like to share this with the Chevron. So they said they first wanted to stand up for Geneva. He's a Talmud Chacham, Mitzvah Daraisa. And the other one said back, the Gemara seems to give it the final word. It ends, we'll see the story continues. But the other one says back, no. He's divisive. That they both seem to be masking. But he's challenging, he's not a bar orion, he's not a ben tyrant. He's not impacted by the Torah. He learns as a chsarim. In the impact, he, he's in some ways a chamar He's not impacted. He's not a ben Torah. Again, not challenging. He's not a Talmud Chacham. But he's not a bar orion because he's a palga. He's divisive. That's a sign that he's divisive, that he's not fully impacted by Torah. We're going to discuss that further in one minute. I think the further Gemara will be a clue to what that aspect that he's a Baal Palga, what is that? That he's divisive, what is... Now we know what it means to be a Baal Machlaikis. That we know what it means. He's a Palga, he divides, he's divisive. Let's, we're going to study that in a minute. Asiyu Ligabayu. Geneva comes closer to these two Amiram, to Rav Huna and Rav Chesta. Amalu Shalma Aleichi Malki, Shalma Aleichi Malki. He says a double Lushen, Shalom Aleichem Kings, Shalom Aleichem Kings. A double Lushen. Geneva comes to them, very awkward. They're having this discussion to stand up for him. And maybe not, he's divisive. And went, but in the middle of the discussion, Pont Geneva's there and he's talking to them. And he says to these two Amiram, Rav Huna, Rav Chista, Shalom Aleichem Malki, Shalom Aleichem Malki. He says twice Shalom Aleichem to these two Amiram. Amrulay, they ask him in They ask him on both things he did. First of all, how do you know Talmidicham called Malachim? And how do you know you should say twice Shalom Aleichem to Talmidicham? And he answered both things. He brings a raya both, that both Talmidicham are called kings. Talmidicham are called kings. He brings a raya to that. And he brings a raya that you say twice Shalom Aleichem to, 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 to Talmud Chacham. Shkaiflin Shalom Lamelech, Talmud Chacham Now, I'd like to share the Marsha and share Shad on a mission in Abbas that I think, is the tru- I think is the truth. Why do you say Shalom Aleichem twice to Talmud Chachamim? And why a Talmud Chacham called kings? And he brings a riot to both things are true. The Marasha says the reason you say Shalom Aleichem twice to Talmud Chachamim is because they bring Shalom Lo'elam. Talmud Chacham Amar Shalom Lo'elam. 
they bring, you give them a double bracha of Shalom Aleichem. A double bracha because not only Shalom for themselves, the Masha says, they are sources of Shalom for the world. So you give them a double blessing of Shalom Aleichem. They're called kings because that's the goal of a king. Without Malchus, without kings, people would swallow each other up. So the goal of a king, the goal, if there's anarchy, people run wild and, and beat each other up. The goal of a king is protection. They protect the country and cause people to get along with each other. So Talmidei Chachamim that bring Shalom Ba'ilum are called Malki, they're called kings, and you give them a double dose of Shalom because they bring Shalom Ba'ilum. So that's what Geneva, by the way, who is a Baal Palga, is the opposite of a creator of peace, but he's well versed in Torah. He knows that Talmidei Chachamim, this is precisely the point of the Gemara, that he knows Torah, but he doesn't live it. He knows the Torah that Talmidei Chachamim are called Melachim. They're called Melachim because Melachim bring peace. And they get a double Shalom Aleichem because their job is to bring peace to the world. Now it's very hard to understand is we assume Pshad in the Mishnah and Abbas, that Elmali Malchus without the king people would beat each other up. We assume is they protect people. They make laws. They police and they govern. Where there's anarchy and chaos, people just run over each other. Where there's government, so there's rules and order. So that's what we assume, Pshat. But clearly, that's not the job of Talmidei Chachamim. Talmidei Chachamim are not policing, they're not setting rules. It's not the job, that, that's a shaiter, that's a police. So what is this that Talmidei Chachamim are called Malki, and they do the same thing as a Melech? And it's Pashat, it's Pashat to me that there's another Pshat in the Mishnah of us. That when it says El Mali Malchus, without a king, people would beat each other up. There's a whole other Pshat. Now it is true, the first thing is the truth, that kings can create an order in a country. A hundred percent, that's the truth. You have to have rules and, and a Seder Advarim. There's no question that's true also. But a deeper yet, what kings do, the deepest job of a good melech is it gives a purpose and a place to all his avadim. Everybody has a spot and a place. In a good malchus, everybody has a role. Everybody has a, something to fill in a malchus. Ilmali malchus ishes reyeim chaim means that a good melech gives a meaning and a purpose and a place to all the avdei melech. In such a world, people have a place and have a job and have a tafkid. People don't beat each other up. It creates a healthy, when there's no melech, people aren't working towards something and around something. So nobody has a space. A melech's job is to give people a space. I said this earlier this summer that one of the kenyani attire is makiras mekaymai. People think Makiris Mekayma, they learn like a negative connotation. Like, stay in your lane, kid. Like, be quiet, this is not your place. That very much frustrates me because you can only tell somebody, like, keep your place if the first thing is he has a place. 
Makaris Mekayimai, step one is you have a makayim, an important makayim, each person has a makayim, a value and a place and a significance. Of course, then it's shayach to stay. Let's, let's stay true to our place. The goal of a malchus is that each person has a makayim. And then we, in such a, then there could be policing and assuring that each person stays in their makayim. But the goal of a malchus, each person has a makayim. That's the goal of a malchus. And that's the pshat that malachim cause shalom, they cause peace. The word shalom, peace, it's, the hour is late and we want to get to leap and we were here a while. The word shalom, peace, I have seen environments that people don't fight. I do not consider it shalom at all. I think it's a horrible, the word shalom means peace, it also means shalom, whole. I have seen environments that people don't fight. I have seen husbands and wives who don't fight and don't have shalom, don't have shalom bias. I've seen it. I've seen places where husbands and wives do not argue. They have no shalom bias. Literally no shalom bias. Literally. Now, certainly if they're arguing and fighting and bickering, that's not shalom bias. But I don't think the fact that they're not arguing shalom bias. I don't think the fact... I have seen places where people don't argue. There's no argument and there's not shalom. And there's not shalom because the word shalom doesn't just mean to get along, it means whole, means complete. Shalom is when each person is allowed to express and be and represent some, then there's a shleimus. Then you have shalom. Shalom bias is when each person if one cowers in front of the other, doesn't express in front of the others, doesn't have a right to be them and to bring their things, they may... A guy was talking to me about his business partnership. And he was talking about a difficult partner. And he was talking about that he, he's mevat there always. So you could say they have shalom. They, do have, they don't fight. Because this guy always cowers in front of... They do not have shalom. They don't have shalom. They don't fight. They do not have shalom. They're, they're not having machlaikas because of this sadik. I do not call it the shalom b'neim. There's not shalom b'neim because one guy is stifled. He's completely stifled. That's not called shalom. The ikr of a, we're here with the chas in the Shabbos. The ikr dream of shalom b'yishloim, the ikr dream. I have seen homes where couples don't fight because one is a tzaddik or a tzaddikas. They don't fight. That's not called shalom. It's a very fractured home. It's a very missing home because somebody's opinion, somebody, somebody's, people have such ashiras, somebody's ashiras is not brought to the table. That's not shalom. It's actually very not whole. It's a, it's a half home. Shalom bias is when each person shines what they hold, what they're about, and it's allowed to be brought to the table. People are very, very busy in chenach habanim, People are very, very busy with a unified front. It's like a very, like, it's topic spoken about. And for sure, there's such a, there's such a thing. You're not fighting. You know the healthiest home is the parents have different perspectives in Chinuch? It would be like weird. Do you think God may, like, they don't have the same view exact? That's so gishmak. It saves the kids' life. Maybe Hashem put two people in leadership roles because they have two perspectives. Shalom bias is when there's a healthy two perspectives. They are allowed to have. I had come many, many right. I'm sorry. Wouldn't it open up a conversation for a kid to say, oh, but daddy said do this, but mommy 
it's interesting. I spoke in South Africa about Shalom Bayes with, with, with Rayas about this point that the Iker of Shalom is that there's two people who have a say and value. And a Rav asked, a Rav asked, but, but how are you Machriya? But how are you Machriya? He wanted to get. To me, when Hachra becomes very easy when two people respect each other. Hachra becomes, there's anhagas, and once there's deep respect for each other. I don't like the political debates. I'm allergic to it. And I'm a curious guy, and I shut it down. I'm a curious guy who doesn't get into Democrat, Republican. It's, it's stupid to me because both sides can't acknowledge that we need both sides. Then you're not being real. I'm not interested. Until the Democrats say we need Republicans, until Republicans say we need Democrats, then you're not, you're not honest people. You're not having real debates. In shuls, you have, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, you have the on-time guys, the, the people that are very mocked with time and the, the rigid type inclination, and you have the loosey-gooseys, the, the, the varma type. Both are essential in a shul. I would not like to go near a shul that didn't have one of them. If you don't have the, the, the structure times, you don't know when davening is, it's, it's a mess. Davening doesn't begin, there's a lot of talking, there's things. If you don't have the Lucy guys, the Geshmak, the Varm, then there's no Chiyus to the davening. It's a morgue. The worst, probably the worst minion I ever went to my life was silent, was very on time, but there was no Chiyus. It was a horrible place of Tvilu. You need both. You need both. Shalom is when people are maki or different people have different things to bring. It's not when we don't fight. If there's a tzaddik not fighting and but doesn't express, that's not Shalom. Shalom is the beauty, the beauty of a, of a clown, the beauty of a thing that different people have different ways and there's healthy, robust dialogue. There's actually good debate, the Shalom Bayes. I've had meetings in the yeshiva with the rebellion where it's obvious to me if there's not some tension, a healthy tension, we didn't have a good meeting there. Yes, yes. That's not a good meeting. That's not shalom. Shalom is the word that people have what to bring. They have a tremendous place and importance. That's the peerish of shalom. That's the, that's the, the shalom. When it says Hashem, Atta shalom, you are shalom because Hashem gives is the Melech who makes every one of the Bnei Melech, all of us, have a value, have a place, have an importance. That's the dream, that's the dream of an environment of Shalom, is that each person counts and matters and is significant and has a place. That's, that's, and a Talmud Chacham is called a Melech, that's what a Talmud Chacham does. That's what a Talmud Chacham does. In his world, each person counts and matters. The Gemara in the Gemara in the Darim, Pe'alaf, that I was zayich, I always like quoting the Darim. It's the only Masech that I was to learn cover to cover with Avi Mar, with my father. We learned every word of the Gemara, every ran in the whole Masech. And I was zayich, I like quoting that Gemara. I have a Chavivos for the Masech, the Darim, a tremendous Chavivos. It's the only, I've been zeichet to learn other parts. One summer, I was zeichet to learn Ezeoneshech with my father. I had learned other, other pieces and other Gemaras, but a whole Masechta, Nidarim is the Masechta, that I learned with Avi Maria every, I was taught. Every word by my father, every ran. We didn't miss one. 
So I have a Chaviv from Masech Nidar. Masech Nidar, it says, this is awkward to learn this Gemara with your father. But I was sitting in Shear and we learned this Gemara. We learned to get, my father taught me this Gemara, that amazing, my father taught me a Gemara that asked, why aren't Talmidei Chacham's kids Talmidei Chacham? <laughs> this is just what happened that has it happened. That's a true story. The answer is going to explain why I still have hope to be a Talmud Chacham. Because the Gemara, one of the Gemara's six answers, one of the Gemara's six answers is they call people Chamairim. Now I'd like to explain when it says our children are not Talmud Chacham, I don't look at it as that as like a Einish, as a side Einish. Naughty, naughty, your kids not being a Talmud Chacham mean it's not you. I could tell you I went, our kids in a deep way, Reb Tzadok writes, our, our kids are our deepest thoughts. It's not like an Einish. Your kids, it means there's something chaser that it, why, didn't, why didn't it show up in the children? Why didn't it show up in the children? And one of the Gemara's answers, they call people Chamayrim. And we're describing the job of the Talmud Chacham. The job of the learner of Torah is that it gives everything an important and gives every person an importance. Every person in a world of Torah Tyra is an outlook. Tyra is a world that you enter. A Talmud Chacham lives that world. In a world of Tyra. I could talk about this point for hours why this is so. We're supposed to end 20 minutes ago. I don't want to hold this leaper here already. He's not here yet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel <laughs> He what? He's not here yet. In a world of Tyra, in the world, you enter the world of Tyra, things are important and people have a place. People have an importance. That's the world of Tyra. In, in the visual, I can prove this, but the visual that I have, the visual for this, I spoke earlier this summer about the Shabbos table. That at the Shabbos table, everything's important. Everything's important. My, my wife, I told you about that new, like, holder for the wine bottle, beautiful holder. For, I like that the wine bottle has a place also, it has a place, it sits in a certain holder now. One of Manny's friends brought, brought this beautiful holder, and the wine sits there. I like it because at a Shabbos table, everything counts. The soda, the dish, everything matters and is significant because it surrounds that which is important. So things matter and things count and things have significance. I talked to the dorm councils before this man, leagues are Kaidish, the workout, everything on the campus is holy. Because in a world where people are serving Hashem, things matter a lot because it's all in the picture. It's all the things that surround the service of Hashem. People grow here. People get closer to Hashem here. People feel good here. Things matter. The sports, we take the sports extremely serious. It's very serious. People go, the, wor- the workout room is an important place to me. The workout room is a place that people go and feel better and heal and feel whole and build up 
and realize they can, they can be strong and a human being can get bigger. So it's a holy place. Things matter in a world of Tyra. In a world of Rochnius, things matter. The learner of Tyra, if he calls people Chamairim, then he is not in the world of Tyra. His kid's not a Ben Tyra. His kid will, will, go, will not be a Talmud Chacham. He, is not, he, he learns Tyra. But he didn't enter, he's not a Ben Tyre. He's not living in the world of Tyre. If he calls people Chamayrim, it will express that his kids are not Talmidi Chacham. Because he wasn't, if he was in the world of Tyre, his children would have, born, would have been born into the Eilum Tyre. Why are his kids outside of the Eilum Tyre? They're his children. Because he, in secret, he never was in the world of Tyre. He learned Tyre. But if he calls people Chamayrim, he's not living in a world of Tyra. The visual that in a world of Shabbos, everything on the table counts and matters. In a world of Tyra, things are significant. And of course, of course, people have a tremendous place. Each person counts and matters and has a tremendous significance in a world of Tyra. So that's the Gemara that if a person calls people Chamarim, his kids go off to their I, oh, I was I'm very encouraged by that Gemara. And my parents brought me and my siblings into a world of Tyra. The opposite of calling people Chamarim is the tremendous respect, the tremendous appreciation that people are powerful, people are important. Every person has a massive significance. Remember that I just remember I'm thinking about a specific guy who wasn't the biggest school kind of guy. Wasn't the biggest school kind of guy. I remember the way my father treated this guy. He had, he had he had different rules how we would take tests, but it's not even important the specific cute things. I'm thinking of this name. Today is a huge Talmud Chacham. Brilliant mind, an unusual perspective on life. But what, what brought this person, what brought out the Kaychas, was the covet that I saw my father have for this person. It was a friend of mine, we were similar age, and I saw before people disrespected, and my father discovered he's a genius. He had an unusual perspective, an unusual mind, so he had different rules. How the specific cute things, I'm not. I'm not discussing the cute on Haggis. My father had geschmack of things with this guy that, that I promise is not the point. The point of the story, my father held of him a lot. He held of this specific bach. He was mechabed. Today is a Talmud Chacham. It's a Talmud Chacham, a Siru, the beautiful mishpacha living in Eretz Yisrael. And the Nekuda I saw, the opposite, a person who enters the world of Torah is a place where you mechabed people. This Geneva, they didn't stand up because he learned Tyra, but he was divisive means people were left out of the equation. The opposite of what he taught, that in his world, people matter. When you go on to the story, they say to him, Amrile, they say to Rev Huna and Rev Chesto, say to Geneva, Litay Marmidi, taste something. This is where it connects to this week's parsha. They say, taste something. You're not allowed to eat till you feed your animals. Give the, the, the food will be given in the field, the Asa for the animals. Yes. Geneva said that no, I refuse to eat. 
Till my animals eat, I refuse to eat. The world of Tyra, the world of Tyra is this room and place for others and for things. The world of Tyra teaches a person that he can't eat till his animal eats. In the world of Tyra, even behemoths have chashibus. That is the world of Tyre. It's not, Gemara is very exact. It can't be like the, my, my father taught, what are the six things have in common? Geneva comes, it's interesting Gemara, they have a discussion, and the Gemara like, like leaves us hang, it's like a cliffhanger. Stand up, he's a Ben Tyre. No, he's divisive. Okay, it doesn't get resolved. And then the, the parak ends right there. The parak ends with three things Geneva teaches. Talmid Chachamim are called kings. You give a double shalm Talmid Chachamim. And we're explaining both of those things that the essence of a Talmud Chacham makes room for people. They they bring shalom and we're explaining that shalom means here people count. Here people are significant. Here everyone has a say in this Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, when he describes Limad Atayra, he says that each person, Rabbi Yisrael beautifully in Ari Yisrael writes, that each person is machzik b'chol oi that everybody is entitled to a say. And he says a, such a strong Russian, he says, Zula if it's not like that, it's not tyrant. Like very, Rabbi Yisrael was very midactic. His words are not, he was not given to hyperbole. And he says when it's not the right for a person to express that he counts, that he, mar- that he matters, Zula Without that, it's not tyrant. Each person, their learning, their contribution and learning, their svara. Their part matters a lot. That is the world of Torah. To the point that Yisrael says, if one is stifled, if it's only if a group sits there, what does Rebbe say? But they don't learn from the Rebbe. That's beged they're teaching people. The Chamayim. Everybody room just writes. Rebbe said. Rebbe asked. Rebbe wants. They write, but they don't know that their place. Rabbi Yisrael writes this. Zula He says this on the Gemara Kedushin that a Rebbe and Talmud first has signim zeser, and the signim means that they understand that each one has a perspective, each one has a place, each one has an importance. The Ava Lipsaif is the merging, when there's Shalim, is the merging of each person. It's amazing that the process of Ava Lipsaif must contain Sena Metchila. And I'm explaining that all Shalom has to have that quote-unquote Sena Metchila. Shalom Bayis is not that guy who had a partner. He said his partner's a bully and we don't fight, I just give in always. He does not have Shalom in his partnership, I promise they don't fight. That's to the credit of one. Shalom is when both guys, what a robust company, that there are two guys with talents, with views, with things. That's much more. Shalom's very, very difficult to achieve. You have to be very secure that you have what to bring to allow him to bring something. That... It's Megala. This is what Torah is. This is why his very sugya, I don't get it, he's a Talmud Chacham. But then he himself, from his own mouth, told us what Tyre is. Wow. So then if he's a Baal Palga, in his world there's not room for a lot of people. Don't stand up for him. He's not a Ben Tyre. 
He's not, he has not entered the world of Tyre. People are Hamayrim. In his world, there are people that are rejected, pushed away, elitism. In his world, there's a group that counts, and, and they're the haves and the have not. That's not Tyre. His Tyre, he taught us what Tyre is in this interaction. He comes upon them from his very mouth. Remember, he's a Talmud Chacham. He knows Tyre. That's why they wanted to stand up, and he taught us what Torah is. But he didn't live, he wasn't embodiment of the Torah, he's not a Ben Torah. Torah is a world that you don't eat before your animal, your animal's chashev. Everybody, everything has a place in importance, a chashivus, and count. Things matter in the world of Torah. I want to say one of the great lessons that that myself and my sons were Zaycha to learn from my parents. When my wife came into the family, it was a point of Chiddushter. I'm telling you in honest conversations. She would hear my father talk. The word in some quarters, you say a balabas, it's almost like a derogatory term. My father's term for balabatim, my balabatim is like, it's one of complete, not, I'm not talking about in front of them, be nice to them, I'm talking about behind their backs. The, the way it was spoken in the home, the only way that matters. I once told the Rebbe, he was talking about Chinuch. I told him, you'll never have success with your, with your, with, with the Bachim who has, who has to learn with you. You won't have success until when you're on vacation with your wife. You can't stop talking how impressed you are. It's not what you tell them, it's what you think about them. We've discussed many a time that covet unleashes the tremendous kaychas that's in people. In, in not physical items, covet unleashes. David Amelch wasn't mechabit. Begadim, they don't warm. Covet has the power to unleash that which is in. And when we're mechabit, covet is not an external. In the words, the chayadim, ikr covet b'machshava, he says from Kadmaimim. And when we're mechabit, it brings out kaychas. The world of Tyra is a world where people count and matter. Where there's elitism and putting down and division, that's not a world of Torah. I don't care how much they know. That's Geneva. You don't stand up. You don't stand up for such a person. You don't get up. person walks in. They know tons of Torah. But they're not living in a world of Torah. It's not a world of Torah. A world of Torah is man malkis rabbanon, that there's space for people. That people are valued and appreciated. That's a Torah. That's a Torah world. That there's space. If they call people chamayim, their kids aren't Torahic because it's not in them. They're not in the world of Torah. And I want to say that one of the great gifts that I got from my parents, one of the great gifts, if I when I think of the story of my parents, who they sat and learned when it wasn't so popular. They sat and learned when it wasn't so popular at all. People weren't sitting in Kailu, one sitting and learning. And when I visualized the story, I could picture that it would be easy to then look down at others. You're the learners, the few and the proud. <clears throat> Today we have armies of, of learning people, of B'nai Taira, armies. When my parents chose to learn Taira, chose Kailo, chose to sit and learn. There weren't, there weren't, it was not the big crowd. You weren't following much of a crowd at all. Now today, Chesed Hashem, Chesed Hashem, there's so much, it's like a guy doesn't, doesn't sit and learn. It's like a Chedesh, he's like weird almost. Today we're following the Rabbim, the masses. 
But there was a day that it wasn't popular. My father always says over, he switched through the help of Rebelski, switched to a yeshiva from a mixed school. In the yeshiva after 12th grade, you know how many guys in, in a class, how many people were in that 12th grade? 75 guys, how many guys learned for one year after 12th grade? In the, in the from a place the Rebelski wanted my father to go with the Bnei Torah, 75 guys, how many Bachram learned for a year after 12th grade? The answer is two. My father and one other guy, one guy learned for a year. After two years, how many people of 75 in the yeshiva were learning? One. So it wasn't a very popular choice. 75 in the Frumster place, one guy was, one person, Avi Meir, was learning, decided to keep learning. A year later, it wasn't the in thing to do. People like my father who did it, and were the Simcha about it. I, I, I want to say this point, Nas, it's a very good question. I want to say that the impact, the I picture such a scene, it would be easy to be arrogant and to lord over people and feel. And I never saw that in my life. Never, never I saw respect to people. But I witnessed all the years tremendous respect, literal, like looking up, valuing. It was the talk of the house about people. This person, I could say the names, Dr. Bergman, these names were like said in my house. My wife came into the family, she was like, it was like interesting to her, it was amazing to her. The respect for people, the covet, that is the world of Tyra that you enter. Tyra teaches that. Tyra brings that out. People are important. That's a world of Tyra. People count. People matter. There's a world of Tyra. It's not, it's not, it's not, we're, not, we're not studying some books. Geneva studied books. He didn't live in a world of Tyra. To connect and live in a world of Torah, things matter. You don't eat before your animal eats. There's a world. It's not, not like a dry halacha. It's a lifestyle. It's, it's, a, it's, it's something that matters. You don't eat before your animal. You look at your behema. A behema matters. Shtelzachfar, an animal. You have a chashivas that you don't eat before your animal eats in a world. Geneva himself like knows the Torah. But Geneva doesn't keep it. He doesn't live it. He doesn't live in a He's not a Ben Tyre. He doesn't live in a world. He studies Tyre. He doesn't live in a Tyre world. You don't stand up. You're not Mechabit him. It's not his Tyre. It doesn't become. The Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe says, Amelus Atayre. He translates Amelus Atayre. It means that you live it. It becomes you. That's how the Rebbe translates. Shetiu Amelum Betayre. That you're an embodiment of Tyre. Of course, you put in hours, but it means you embody Torah, that your whole essence embodies a be- what we call a Ben Torah. And Geneva, all the while, he knows all the things the Torah says. He's so well-versed in what it says, but then he's a Baal Palga. In his world, people are left out. People don't count. People don't matter. He's not living in the Torah world. And I want to say to the Hevra here, it's a schos, I'm happy my parents are here. It's a tremendous... First of all, stop, forget schos, I'm just excited to be near my parents, for myself, my wife, my children. I'm happy the guys, I'm happy the guys that we have this opportunity to be in the presence of Avi Mari. And I want to say, there was, there's a guy in yeshiva, learned yeshiva years ago, A.Y. He was Zaycha that summer, A.Y. was Zaycha, he got to learn. 
he got to learn with my father. And again, the, the learning together was so gishmak, was so gishmak, but the ikr and is the covered. My father held, he loved his smile. And what others would see in a chitzainius would judge how this looks this way. It's not, it's not what's looked at, it's looked at neshamas and holy souls, wonderful, beautiful people. The covet to the people that in that in the world of Torah people are significant and matter and chashev and huge, just tremendous. That's a world that I that I saw my parents live in. That's a world that my parents brought me and my siblings up in. A world where people matter. That's an oylem Torah. That's a world of Torah. And I say I say it, it's pasha to me. That, that the world we have, in, if I'm describing the world of Durham, the world of Waterbury, is a world where people have tremendous significance. Things matter and people matter. That's the world that we have, that concept that I learned that that's a tire world, that, that tire, that's a tire world where I first saw that live, the Shemush of that. I could tell you much Torah on that and many places in the Torah that that's the essence of Torah. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter describes it, but the first place that I experienced that that's the world of Torah is the home, is, is my parents. I experienced that. So I was brought up in a world of Torah. And, and I thank my parents. I have appreciation for that aspect, that the people were respected, and that, that we were brought up in a world of Torah. It would be very tragic that there was learning of Torah. It would be very confusing be very, very confusing that there was learning of Torah, not a home of a Geneva type home, would be very, very confusing. Because you, you hear the truths being studied, but the truths aren't being lived. That's not, that's not what we're trying, we're not studying Torah, we're a life, where we enter a world of Torah. So I say to us all, all of us should merit to live in our lives a world of Torah, a world where we matter, People around us matter. Things around us matter. Our behemoths get to eat before we eat our behemoths matter. So all of us should merit to enter such a world of terror. Great story. Irving Buden and Rabaran. Say so. Irving Buden and Rabaran. So just during the war years, they wanted to send money. They were able to make connection to the, to the, to the Nazis. And they were able to arrange through... Uh, through Eichmann, they would be able to pay $17 a head. So they went to the Joint Distribution Committee. This is a Jewish, uh, a Jewish organization, not, not religious, and they wanted to, they weren't going to give them money, they wanted to at least borrow the money, and they would figure out how to, how to pay back. So the Joint Distribution Committee wasn't interested in We don't you know, do anything that's going to be, they're going to send money to, to, the, to, the, to the enemy they say, so they said to, 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 to Irving Yudim, who was translating for Rabaran, Rabaran understood English, but he didn't speak English. So that, that, that's, what, that's what Grandpa Amos told me. So he said, um, so then the joint commission was very, they were demurring, and they didn't want to give the money until they, and, and Irving Yudim was trying to convince them to give Morgan them to the money. Was Walter that, Morgenthau, right? That was before that. Before Walter. Oh, before Morgenthau. <laughs> Sorry. This by the joint tribution. But first thing I think is the money, and then they have to get Morgenthau to, to transport it. Morgenthau didn't want to do it. Well, that's, that's also involved in the money. So, so, so over here, so he came to him and he said, they, they, they said to Rabbi, and they said, no, who are you going to save anyway? The people that you're bringing over, they're
you bring over like big rabbis like you, Rabbi Kutler, I understand. But what do you bring over? They're not religious anyway. What do you care about them so much? And Rabbi Aaron, with his fiery eyes, who understood already what they were saying, he yelled at them. I know the way Grandpa Amos says it over. He's yelling and he says, Yisrael Afafi Shachat Yisrael Hu. How dare you talk about a yid like that? Every yid counts. Every yid's going to be brought over. Much that they got the money. Great then story. They got <laughs> Great story. We're going to have lunch early now. If I could ask the Hevra to make sure that, that we, first of all, I want cleaning for Shabbos. In Yeshiva, we're going to start on the programs this summer. In Yeshiva, we're going to, I'm going to start being a tiger. Guys, clean the rooms. Shabbos Kaidash. There's a revolution of Shabbos going on in Yeshiva. We're a Lel Shishi place, gorgeous Lel Shishi last night. Thank you, Hevra. And we're a place, Shabbos is, Shab, people are grabbing, people are grabbing on, the Shabbos in the yeshiva this year were like, they've always been beautiful, it's reached the Shabbos in Sulam, have been specifically different. I'm not being megasm, the last night of yeshiva when guys are bearing their souls, there's no, they're not, nobody's exaggerated, it, it's, people are saying and crying, five guys spoke about Shabbos Kodesh. When guys were just opening up, spoke about attaching, there's something going on. There's an attachment to Shabbos that's happening. That's something's happening in our people. We're like, as we're feeling and expressing, we're attaching to Shabbos in an Eifenayra. Clean our rooms for Shabbos, Chavra. Clean the room for Shabbos. Your own room's clean for Shabbos. I want to say that we have tremendous appreciation. And we said, yes, a gratitude is not like a from a state. Anybody who thinks the way Rabbi Teitelbaum Shlita and his wife host us with such kindness and such a positivity and a love of the chevr and appreciation, really just, we have a tremendous gratitude. Express it, leave the place as clean as you can. <laughs> Leave your room. I ask, I want to beg each guy. We're leaving Monday morning. So ready, you're going to clean for Shabbos Kodesh. Think to leave the place. Right after we leave, there's a quick turnover. And people are coming. This is a holy place. People are coming. Yidin who are looking for Hashem are coming here. And, and we, we could have a chalik in that. Clean your room. Get the room ready. It's a very, very holy place. And I ask the chevra and spread to those that are here, those that are not here, really, really spend time. It's going to be a busy many hours, a lot of things going on from now until we leave Monday morning. But find time. It would help today already to get the room, do it Lakavit Shabbos Kodesh, but get the room in a good shape and start putting things back in order and place. I want to mention that every single Friday, there's like a Hall of Fame list of people who have cleaned the base medrash in Durham and people who have cleaned the base medrash here. It's a fantastic list. I believe the Chassan Yitzhi Weinstein was one of the people yeah. who cleaned this. Years ago in the base medrash, Ezzy and I caught a guy. 24 years ago when we started Waterbury, there was a guy who was a Masma Nifla from Toronto. And Friday when nobody in the base medrash, he cleaned the base medrash, he would dust the shelves. Does he remember? He would dust... What was the guy's name? Donovan. Donovan. Very good. Very good. He, he would dust the shelves. It's a Hall of Fame list. Starting from Yeshua, the Mishari Smaisha, of people who would organize and set up the base. David Handelsman. Yeah, David Handelsman. I want to thank tremendously that he's been caught. Sammy Kleinman Weekly has been cleaning up the base. 
tremendously, tremendously, really tremendously appreciated just the thoughtfulness, the amount of tzedkos, clean of Esmesh. First of all, it's a holy place. It's a place people learn Torah, a place where we pray to Hashem, a place where people grow. And to come to a base medrash to do that chesed and clean it up, tremendous, really appreciated. I'm asking all the guys for Shabbos, of course, put away your svarim, your tefillin, but clean our rooms. We covered Shabbos, you clean them. La loch, if you have a table in your room, you should cover it, you should put on, buy, go buy a nice covering. That's the halacha. Make your room look nice, look covered Shabbos. A breach of covered Shabbos to have your room messy. Stam, you should always. Clean your room in your house, look covered Shabbos, in your dorms, wherever you are, look covered Shabbos. Shabbos, the Shechina is coming, you make your room look beautiful. It's Pashat like that. You spend time, you make your room look beautiful. That's that's Dvarim Pshutim Adlam So please make the rooms look nice, look covered Shabbos Kodesh. Please clean up, look covered our gratitude to write title down before we leave, to leave even to clean what would be wrong with clean around our rooms and make it look nice for the next people coming. Should the schedule? Yeah. Um, we're going to do lunch a little early, a little earlier, but they still need another another few minutes, and then we'll do the concert right afterwards. So I'm just going to kill a little time up here. Yeah, this is salvaging. Yeah. First of all, welcome to the to the Hilgarov. And the, when I said hello to uh, to the Rav this morning, Rebbe this morning, so he, came, he said he came really to see um, to get nachas. The words that he used was to get nachas and learn from from Daniel Pinchas. The words he used. And as he was saying that, Menachem walked in and. Um, I've watched Menachem over the last few years, and I don't know if the Chaver knows here, but Menachem is a Shalom Meshav, or a guy's been sure this year. And I said, there's times you can find, you have Bacham that excel in different areas. Excels in learning, and they excels in, in sports, in Midas. Once in a while, you'll have a Bacham that excels in many different areas. Very unique is to find a Bacham who excels in in all those areas, and it all comes from like what Rebbe talks about, the Shairish of being a Ben Peira. By Menachem, it's not just that he's, he has all these, he can, he can act, he can play front line by volleyball, but you see that same, that same Shailameshah by Rabbi Geiser Shir in all of them. And uh, Rebbe, where's the Gemara that says, Chotam Ashulash, play the Mehera Yenotek? Maybe. Maybe. Mr. Shem, maybe should have that um, that continue nachas from the, from all the grandchildren. Amen. Another minute. It's funny what Rebbe was was talking about this morning. I just went through this um, last night. I'll share quietly with um, with the other. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any daffin shas, including Myron McCaymus on each shear. Please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.